Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Hey, welcome to the Joe Carey Show here on K Talk sixteen forty AM and broadcasting uh, coast to coast, uh, as well as on our uh, podcast platform. Uh, tune in and listen. We have a great show for you today. Uh, breaking news: uh, Mainstream media has announced that uh, we really don't need to go out in November and vote. Apparently, the election is over. They've run all their polls, and it shows that uh, Donald Trump's not going to win. Joe Biden is going to win, and uh, we can all stay home. So that's fantastic news. These are the same folks who got it wrong in 2016, the same pollsters, the same newspapers, the same media that got it wrong in 2016. They're the same people telling us today, hey, don't worry about it. And I've got to tell you, it is now is the time for good people to stand up and do good things. The left is trying to silence uh, Uh, The people in academia, they're trying to silence radio talk show hosts. They're trying to silence you on social media, and they're trying to silence people running for office. And you can't let that happen, right? When good people don't speak up, when good people don't take a stand, that's when things get really bad. And I want to talk about one individual, David Richter. He has thrown his hat into the political ring in all places, Brian, he's, he's, he's running for office in New Jersey as a Republican. Now, I grew up in the Garden State. And I got to tell you, when, when I moved out of the Garden State, it was pretty strong Democrat. But David looked at what's happening. He's looking at what's happening with the radical left. He's looking at the 1619 Project. And he said, you know, I just can't let this happen. Not a career politician from the private sector, and he says, I'm going to take a stand. David, I want to thank you for, well, two things. One, joining us today, but two, taking a stand there in New Jersey. Well, thank you, Joe. It's a real honor to be on your show. Thanks for having me on. So, David, let me... Jersey is... Sorry, go go ahead, ahead, Joe. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you you had it right. New Jersey is one of the bluest states in the country uh, overall, but there are some pockets of uh, real Republican strength, and uh, I grew up in South Jersey, uh, where the third district is, and uh, it's a uh, historically a very strong Republican district. In fact, the last time a Democratic congressman was reelected to the seat was 1852, before wow. the Civil War. So I've got history on my side. Uh, a Democrat has been in there, Andy Kim, for the last two years, but uh, I think I've got a great shot at beating him in November. Well, let me ask you this. How does someone like he get in? He's not even, you know, Democrats like to call themselves, you know, mainstream or middle of the road. This guy doesn't make any pretense. He's for the Green New Deal. He's for a lot of the massive spending programs. How does someone like that get in to a Republican-leaning district? Well, he had the good fortune of running in 2018 uh, with the blue wave. Uh, you know, a lot of Democrats got swept in because uh, certain kinds of voters were unhappy with the president. And, um, and they showed out in droves to vote and expressed unhappiness. Now, I think this year is going to be very different. Uh, with President Trump leading the ticket, you're going to see Republican turnout through the roof. And we're going to counter that blue wave that occurred two years ago with our own red wave. But Andy Kim ran two years ago claiming to be a moderate. Uh, it was his first race for office. He had served in the Obama administration. 
And uh, he gets elected, and he's been anything but a moderate. He went down to Washington, and he joined the Progressive Caucus with AOC uh, and her squad uh, and Bernie Sanders, and that group is anything but moderate. And he also promised the voters of South Jersey that he would go and vote against Nancy Pelosi as Speaker. Uh, and then in his very first vote in Congress, that's exactly what he did. He voted for Nancy Pelosi. So he's got some answering to do to the voters. They have very long memories. And I don't think that they're going to buy his uh, I'm a moderate uh, lie this time around. Well, you know, what a small world, David. I grew up in a very small town in the third district called Vincent Town. Of course. Yeah, so that th- those are my roots. So when, when I heard you were running, uh, I wanted to get you on the show. Let me ask you this. We live in an era of cancel culture. We live in an era where people can have reasonable political positions, but if they run counter to the, uh, the progressive, militant narrative, they're going to do everything they can to destroy you, your business, your family, um, you, uh, CEO of a successful company, a, a brilliant career in the private sector, what caused you to say, you know what, I'm still, despite the, the threat that they're going to come after me with everything they have, and even take innocuous things that you've said or done and, and try to exploit those, what motivated you to say, you know what, it's worth it, I, I have to do this? Well, you know, I've always felt that someday I would uh, either serve in government or run for office. You know, I love my country. I want to do everything I can to serve my, my country, my community, uh, my state. And, and I think I can have a big impact in Congress. I, I saw uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats retake the House two years ago and get absolutely nothing accomplished, absolutely nothing other than try to stand in the way of President Trump uh, and his legislative agenda. And I want to do everything I can to help flip the House back to the Republicans. And, uh, yeah, there are a lot of slings and arrows in politics. It's become very, very negative. You have to have a thick skin to run. But I'm prepared to do whatever it takes to, uh, to be in a position to make this a better country. And, you know, David, let me, uh, let me just ask you just a broad-based question here about your policies. I mean, where do you stand on, I guess, the, some of the big issues today are, you know, uh, the freedoms around the coronavirus, you know, and, and what we're able to do, what we're not able to do, the, you know, shutting, the wholesale shutting down of churches, the wholesale shutting down of business. What is David Richter? Where do you stand on, on issues of, like, personal freedom and personal responsibility? I, I could not be stronger in, in the areas of personal responsibility uh, and individual freedom. And in New Jersey right now, we have a governor, a Democratic governor, Phil Murphy, who has done almost everything wrong. He's had a very heavy hand, uh, particularly on small business. You know, you've got uh, stores and restaurants and, and other things that have been in families maybe for generations. And uh, he's doing everything he can to make sure they don't reopen. In fact, they were supposed to reopen for the July 4th weekend and have uh, in-restaurant dining. So you had a lot of uh, you know, small business owners who went out and bought food and brought their employees back and disinfected the restaurants and did everything right. And then two days before, the governor unilaterally pulls the plug on that and says, you know, I'm not ready to let people dine in restaurants again. And you know, wow. he, I don't think he understands. He's, he's a guy who was a partner in Goldman Sachs. Uh, that's where he made his money before politics. I don't think he understands what it's like to be a small business person and really struggle. Struggle to survive, struggle to uh, you know make payroll, earn a profit. And uh, I think he takes that for granted. And you know, to have rules 
like we've had in New Jersey the last couple months, where you could go shopping at a Home Depot, but you couldn't go to your corner hardware store. You know, the arbitrariness of those kinds of decisions just has, has smacked people in New Jersey is very unfair uh, and very autocratic on behalf of Governor Murphy. And uh, I'm going to do everything I can in Congress to stand up for small business and David, protect me- them. Where can people go to learn more about uh, you, your policies, if they're interested in supporting you financially or just learning more about uh, where you stand? Where can we send them? Thank you, Joe. Website, it's Richter, R-I-C-H-T-E-R, 2020.com. And they can follow me on both Twitter and Facebook at David Richter. David, I appreciate you taking the time to join us, and uh, I'd love to have you back on as the uh, election uh, comes closer. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate being here, and I'm happy to come back on anytime. Thank you. That was uh, David Richter running for the uh, third congressional district in New Jersey, and I just think it's important. You know, if someone is willing to put everything on the table and run in a blue state like New Jersey, I don't buy the argument that, well, I can't speak up, I can't because... No, the, the because has to stop. Right? That's why the Founding Fathers, they cram that whole free speech, free assembly. That's why that's in the First Amendment, because they understood that's the foundation. That's the foundation for all our other freedoms. If we can't talk about things, if we're afraid to share ideas or take a position... That's, that's not the goal. That's just the first step. The goal is fundamental transformation of everything that we believe in. But it begins with that, well, be careful. Be careful. And then they can alienate, isolate, and you get canceled anyway. Right? In the end, you get, you get canceled anyway. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show right here on K-Talk, 1640 AM. Actually, it's our first day of broadcast from our uh, new studios uh, in Ogden, Utah. So uh, big step forward with us, and uh, we're getting ready to make some big announcements with that. Stay tuned. We'll be back next right here on K-Talk, 1640 AM, 801-331-8113. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I've had a lot of really great days back to back, which has been a huge blessing. Even my doctor told me, uh, because they asked me to bring everything in that I take on a daily basis. He was very encouraged by seeing what I was taking. And he he said he didn't care how many I had. He said it's food. And the form that it's in was something that he was very, because uh, he's an avid learner and he's always researching and uh, he's, he's always excited to see new things. And he told me, this would be good. This will help you immensely with the nutrition that you need. 
Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's LibertyHealthShare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. We are broadcasting from our new office, our new studio, actually, uh, here in Ogden, Utah. Great. uh, Well, it's great to have a place to call Radio Home. Um, Getting some uh, cameras put in and some lighting put in. And it's slow. It's expensive. uh, Especially when you have to do things three or four times because you don't know what you're doing the first three times. Then it gets, you're like, wait a second. Okay, I understand now. So, uh, but happy about that. Looking forward to making some uh, really exciting and big announcements about uh, uh, new programming and new content that's going to be coming your way. We've lined up some just absolutely amazing talent that uh, some of the people you will have heard of. Some of the people are up and coming, but they are excited to be part of what we're building and we are excited to, uh, to have them on board. Uh, I want to go to Paralee Obley. She is the CEO of Obley Oil, a, a big advocate for free speech and individual freedom. And I think that has a lot to do with the profession she's in where, uh, you know, you you fight tooth and nail for the ground that you have. And uh, it's still in many ways the untamed wild west. So, Paralee, thank you for uh, taking the time to join us today. Yes, absolutely. Glad to be here. 
And when you say here, it's my understanding you're actually in the Beehive State. You're here in Utah. I am. I'm here. It's great to be here. It's a great state. So I have to tell you, it's about, last time I checked, I think it was uh, 4,700 degrees uh, where you live. So it's got to be substantially cooler here. It is cooler. And I see snow on the mountaintops. That's refreshing. You see snow on the mountain. Brian, are there still snow on the mountaintops? There are. Oh, bro, okay. Uh, you apparently, what? Brian threw you a lifeline. He said there's still a tiny bit. There is. I can see it from my room. Wow. Wow, that is great. I didn't think there'd be any snow left up there. I'm still not convinced. Brian, I'm going to have to go down there and look. (laughs) I don't know. I think you two are snow on the mountaintops in July. (laughs) Wow. We're just snowing you, Joe. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Paralee, let me ask you this. What brings you up to uh, the Beehive State? What are you doing uh, here in Utah? Well, with the current climate of oil prices you know oil dropped below it was a negative 36 dollars a few months ago first time in history now it's up around four in the 40s so now um what i'm interested in doing is drilling shallow oil wells like we're going back in time to just straight vertical by around 5,000 feet to 8,000 feet deep and there's tons of oil left to be discovered. And Salt Lake City and towns around here has a lot of it. So I'm here researching that and meeting some people and going to get a bit in the ground and start drilling. And Paralee, how does Utah compare? And I don't know the answer to this, but how does Utah compare to like other states in terms of access to uh, oil, drilling, uh, opening up uh, that kind of operation here in the Beehive State? It's very friendly towards the oil companies, thank goodness. So uh, the laws are very, they're just normal. They're not prohibitive like in other states or in other counties. And, you know, Utah realizes that we can put the country back to work by drilling oil wells because we hire so many people. And has there been a change in terms of uh, where where you've come from and the states you visited in Utah in terms of wearing a mask and some of the other COVID-related uh, protections that they're that they're pushing? Uh, yes. Well, I'm from Arizona and things are not as strict there. A lot of people are wearing masks in public, but um, here it's like I'm seeing people riding motorcycles by themselves wearing a mask, which I think is pretty amazing, really <laughs> funny, you know. Well, that, that is proven. If you uh, wear a mask while you're riding a motorcycle on I-15, it has been proven that it reduces the rate of COVID in West Virginia by a 0.7%. And okay. it's fascinating how that works. But the scientists have assured us that, yes, wearing a mask while riding a motorcycle in Utah does have a positive effect on uh, COVID growth rates in uh, West Virginia. Yes. I'm sure uh, Fauci believes in that or some of these, you know. Very high-minded bureaucrats. (laughs) Perley, let me ask you this. And uh, oil, I've always heard that industry is for brave people, people that can understand risk. 
and can navigate around that. You put that type of business in this COVID infrastructure where, you know, uncertainty has increased by leaps and bounds for every sector, right? Even businesses that, oh, we're recession proof or we'll never, everybody is now, you know, looking at their business plan and their business model and saying, wow, we have to do things differently. You are a wildcatter oil firm that has had exceptional success through decades. How do you do that? How do you navigate those challenges? You know, so it's a, it's a good question, and the answer is twofold. Uh, we have a 65-year history of going from rich to poor to less than poor to up again. And so I know that whenever I take a risk, like if you think about it, drilling a hole in eight and five-eighths hole in this planet and hoping that oil and gas comes out and hitting it, it's an act of God. So it's twofold. It's our experience that we know where to drill. There's, we always, as long as we don't give up, have a good attitude, it always works out well. And just faith in God because, you know, everything we do is risky if you think about it. And oil and gas is certainly risky, but it's fun. If it wasn't risky, it wouldn't be any fun, right? <laughs> so. Well, Paralee, where can people, you said you're in Utah, you're looking at uh, mineral rights and land rights. If people want to get a hold of you, if they want to learn more, what's the, the best avenue for them to do that? Sure. They can just go to obeleoil.com, my last name, O-B-E-L-E, oil.com, or, and my phone number's there and everything. Paralee, I want to thank you. Stay safe in your travels, and uh, we'll have you back on next week. It'll be great. Thanks a lot, Joe. That was Paralee Obley, CEO of Obley Oil, and someone who I have to say just even when oil, and it's hard to fathom, was negative $37 a barrel. You know, I reached out because I expected her to be a mess, right? I mean, this is her company. It's, it's, it's a family. It's been in the family for decades. I called her up that day expecting to, you know, okay, I've got to be here. I've got to, you know, buoy her spirits. I've got to make sure she's doing okay. Can I tell you it was just the opposite? Like she really has internalized that message of, hey, just make sure you're living the way you're supposed to. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. But at the end of the day, as long as we're doing the things that we should be doing, it's going to be okay. doesn't mean it's not going to be tough. It doesn't mean there's not going to be challenges. But it's going to be okay. And that's an essential lesson when we watch everything that is happening around us and the uncertainty. And I want to talk about that next when we come back. I want to talk about Donald Trump, some of the recent polling that has come out. I want to talk about Joe Biden. And I don't even like calling them gaffes anymore. This man needs help. He needs help. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show. We'll be back right after this break on K Talk, 1640 AM. Our phone in number, 801-331-8113, 801-331-8113. We'll be back right after this break. 
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The first day of school is fast approaching and education officials are concerned as that day draws closer. We must continue to ask ourselves, what is in the best interest of students and staff as we balance the needs of community health, access to strong educational opportunities, financial stability for families, and critical services to students? Tennessee Education Commissioner Dr. Penny Schwinn, speaking at a Democratic-led House committee, also acknowledged that they were making decisions based on the ever-changing information. House Republican leader from California Kevin McCarthy says another coronavirus stimulus bill must be smart and targeted. People need help because people are uninsured. We need liability protection so small businesses can open back up. McCarthy telling reporters it's important to get it right and saying the government spends what's needed. You're listening to USA Radio News. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC 83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany explained President Trump's well wishes for Jeffrey Epstein confidant Jeline Maxwell were meant to show he wants to see justice served in the courtroom. McEnany offering up the explanation Thursday on Fox News as the president was asked about Maxwell during Tuesday's coronavirus press briefing. Cities across the country will soon be hearing that familiar phrase, play ball. With the details, here's USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes. Today is opening day for Major League Baseball. Play finally begins after the coronavirus shut down the sport during spring training last March. Each team is set to play a 60-game schedule. Some other changes are in place as well, including National League games using the designated hitter for the first time ever. The defending World Series champion Washington Nationals will host the New York Yankees to get the season started later today. You're listening to USA Radio News. Back to the Joe Carey Show right here on K-Talk 1640 AM, where we make the difficult seem easy. So uh, we are listening to, uh, to the show, and I'm, I'm, we're just testing out all this new equipment and just having uh, really exciting uh, some announcements that we have coming up. We'll share our new numbers with you t- uh, tomorrow, yeah, on Friday. Also, um, we have uh, several guests with us tomorrow, and we'll be pushing those out over uh, social media, uh, who they will be. 
But I want to talk just a little bit about the polling, because if you followed the polling for Donald Trump and, and the, the big media is doing everything they can to convince you that, hey, it doesn't matter. You know, Donald Trump, he's lost this. He's not going to win. How many of you still remember 2016? How many of you still remember watching? Uh, because in 2016, they had all those meters, right? Like, oh, 90% chance Hillary Clinton's going to win, 80% chance. I remember sitting watching my computer as election night went on and the New York Times election meter going from, I think it was 92% for Hillary. You know, to 85, 80, 70, and then it hit 50. And you watch the left, and they weren't reporting the news. They were having an emotional, mental crisis on air. And then when Pennsylvania was called for Donald Trump, you could feel the sadness coming from mainstream media. These are the same folks who are now telling you, this election is over. There's no way Donald Trump can win. Donald Trump is just calling out the federal uh, law enforcement because he's trying to distract from the election. Can I tell you that's exactly why I believe the, the militant progressive left is pumping up the riots, is pumping up the, uh, the activity on the streets? They're trying to raise enthusiasm for their base. Now, that's not to say that there, there is not great injustice and people are not rightfully upset at what's happening with the police brutality that we witnessed in uh, Minneapolis. But the Democrat Party is trying to exploit that and take advantage of that. And I think we see the same thing with the virus. I mean, I still can't. I still can't definitively say, hey, this is where the consensus is on the best way to treat and address the virus. Now, the media has made up their mind, right? They're, they've bought into the narrative. But if you look at the experts, it's like, well, I, I don't know. And that's not coming from one who's a skeptic on that. I just don't know. But I will tell you, this, this push, this emphasis to create class warfare, this emphasis to divide Americans, that's straight out of the left's playbook. That's, that's their story. That's their history. But, you know, someone went out and they looked at all the polls that the media has been reporting on showing Donald Trump doesn't have a chance. Someone went out there and actually looked at the data. And said, okay, you know, let me take these polls at face value. What are we really looking at? You know what the conclusion was? Donald Trump's not in bad shape. That if you look at all the polls that the, that the, uh, that the left is citing and pushing out there to further their narrative, Donald Trump is actually winning in four of the seven battleground states. Now, that's not something that you hear in mainstream media. That's not something that you read about. And Biden's lead in the other states, all single digit. And again, then you have to get into the sample size, right? How many Democrats are they sampling? How many likely voters? How many repeat voters? 
right? Because you can get a poll to say anything that you want it to say just by asking the right or wrong questions. And it creates this echo chamber. Well, of course, you know, of course Donald Trump's winning or of course he's losing just depending on the questions that you're pushing out and the narrative that you're trying to develop. And it's really important now, more than ever, that you take the time to do your homework. Did you see, Brian, did you see the, uh, the deep fake with Richard Nixon? So there was a, a company that went out there when Richard, uh, you know, Apollo 11, they landed on the moon. Neil Armstrong goes out. They spend two and a half hours outside and they return safely. And it was a miracle. It was a miracle of science. It just it shouldn't have happened. So many things could have gone wrong, but we got it right. And Apollo 11 comes back. But they didn't know that, so they drafted a speech in case those astronauts didn't come back. And there was a company that did a deep fake of Richard Nixon giving a speech announcing that the astronauts on Apollo 11 didn't make it back home. And when you watch this video, you cannot tell that it is a fake video. You would think that those astronauts on Apollo 11 didn't come back. That's the deep fake. And you couldn't tell. You just couldn't tell by looking at this video. That's how good it is. And that's your challenge. You have to be able to go out there and say, wait a second, those astronauts did land. You showed that video in school today, those school kids would not be able to tell. You put Richard Nixon congratulating the astronauts, and then you put that uh, fake video up saying, hey, they didn't make it home. The kids wouldn't be able to tell. That's how important education is. That's why when you hear about projects that seek to undermine or change our history, in ways, it's easier than ever. And it's easier for two reasons. One, I don't think we've done a great job at really grounding our, our kids and grandkids and grandkids in the, the principles that we've learned throughout history. You can learn dates and you can memorize figures, but what are the real principles? Well, you fight for freedom. You don't let other countries, you know, abuse other countries. You've got to stand up and sometimes make sacrifices, right? Those are the principles that history, that that's the takeaway that we should have. And forget American exceptionalism. Right, to go into a classroom and say America's special, America's different in a great way, America has led the world. I don't know if you can say that anymore. And now through social media, we see that people are able to push out fake narratives that, that get bought into by big corporations because they're afraid to be virtue shamed they're afraid to be canceled so even when everybody in the room knows this is fake this isn't true this didn't happen 
in a very Kafkaesque way, we're all sitting there nodding and pretending, no, yeah, it did happen. I can, okay, well, okay, I see. That's a major threat. Because when you're sitting in that room and you're saying, hey, it didn't happen that way, but you're afraid to say that, you're afraid to share that because you're concerned that your job may be at stake, that friendships may be at stake, that relationships could be in jeopardy. Those are all legitimate concerns, right? Those are all legitimate concerns that cause people to take a step away and say, you know what, ah, this fight may be not worth fighting. But every time that ground is seeded, every time we say, well, this isn't the right place or the right time, we're taking a step backwards. We're shrinking the field of battle. And they're not going to stop, right? The progressive left, they're not going to say, okay, you've given up 90% uh, of what you believed in. Okay, you can hold on. They'll come for the 10%. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show here on KTalk, 1640 AM, 801-331-8113. When we come back, Jim Sano and his thoughts on the sanity and insanity of what we're seeing today. Also, tomorrow we have several guests. Follow us on social media on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, or our podcast to, to get a preview of those guests. 801-331-8113. We'll be back right after this break. to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law, and we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty Health Share today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now and you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. 
with a recession ending. If you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we were talking about, you know, deep fakes and fake news, and, and this is one of the big problems that the government has with the data it's pushing out about the virus, right? Because, look, there's a camp that believes, hey, the government's lying to us, and they're trying to – and maybe you have some bureaucrats that are doing that, but, but I, I believe it, it can also be incompetence. Right. And so when you see the guy riding the motorcycle, he dies in Florida and they call it a covid related death. All you're doing with that is you're feeding the 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 the, the two warring sides. Right. Because now people are going to look at that and say, you can't trust the data. And the other side saying, well, he could have died because covid made him tired when he was riding his motorcycle. And I'm not making that defense up. That's actually what they were saying. But you have all this conflicting information. Don't wear a mask. You don't need a mask. That was the Surgeon General, the top doctor of the United States, what, 60 days ago? And today it's, hey, if we all wore a mask, we could lick COVID in 90 days. You don't think honest people on both sides of the political aisle can look at all those conflicting messages and say, I don't know who to believe. And that's why it's important for two things. One, it's important that you know who you are, right? Because that's where it all starts. Forget about deep fakes. Forget about bad data. If you don't know who you are and you're not grounded in what you believe in, you're going to be trampled by the wave that's coming. But it's important that other people know who you are. And I was thinking about this in, in light of our next guest, Jim Sano. You may not agree with what Jim says, but you know that he believes it, and you know that he's looked and examined these issues. And that way, if someone says, hey, did you know Jim Sano said A, B, and C? You're like, no, no, that, that's not him. He would never do that. He would never say that. How many politicians do we really believe that about anymore? Left or right, I think the vast majority of us look at politicians and say, he'll say or do anything to win. And I think that's what made Trump so refreshing was that he would say things and then he would try to do it. Now, sometimes the system frustrated him, but he was out there swinging the hammer, trying to make it happen. With that introduction, Jim Sano, thank you for joining us today. Joe, thank you for the nice introduction. Uh, putting me in the same light as uh, Donald Trump is always a good thing. And, and uh, the sincerity does come shining through. Hopefully most people do see that. I wanted to comment, if I may, on, the, on some of the 
uh, things you had said just before I came on. And you're 100% right on the astronaut story, uh, and you're uh, 100% right on everything you said related to that with regard to causing doubt, as you know, my thoughts on doubt, the word doubt. Uh, and the e-book, for a perfect example to further your thought, is a perfect example. Is if we, we were to say Joe Curry was born on February 1st of 1950, uh, and that was a fact, but we put it on the e-book, you can make that January 2nd of 1922, and whoever reads it would tend to believe it. So mm -hmm. the misconceptions that are out there uh, can cause the chaos, contribute to the chaos, con contribute to the confusion. Everything along the lines you were saying, just to kind of further that thought. Jim, and it, it, it's not just, and, and this is what gets me, I think before everybody expected politicians to play politics, right? Like growing up, uh, I guess I'm like a late 70s, early 80s kid, you would look at this and you're like, yeah, you expect politicians to fudge the truth, you expect politicians to bob and weave, and, but now on issues of life and death, we see politicians playing politics, and that's something new, like... Even with hydroxychloroquine, you had a, a Yale uh, a professor doctor come out, and he said, you know what? If we would use hydroxychloroquine, we could save 100,000 lives a year. Through, through, and, but, but where's that story? Like it's buried because, well, this story helps Donald Trump. I don't think we've had that before to this degree. Am I just being naive, or has it gotten worse? No, you're 100% correct. Once upon a time when I was a kid, John Kennedy was running against Richard Nixon, and I recall that the uh, issues of uh, belief on both sides, the Republican side and the Democratic side, were also varied. But both men, in their main focus, was in the interest of the United States of America. This is what's missing today. You don't have that at all. You have one man that's an American guy through and through, and you have another guy that's making believe he's an American guy, who once may have been an American guy, because as you say, the political winds are blowing in that direction for him. And I've got a, I got a word I coined for these dopes, I have to use that word, that's the best descriptive word I can use for the people on the other side. When you talk about the squad, when you talk about Black Lives Matter, when you talk about Antifa, when you talk about Joe Biden, who I call the Trojan horse, as you know, you have one word that fits all of them like a glove. It's called Ameriphobe. Ameriphobe. Hopefully your audience takes that to heart. Not xenophobe, not discophobe, and that. It's an Ameriphobe. They hate America. They hate America for what it stands for. They hate America for what it's achieved. And I believe at the bottom of that hatred is not just the hatred of America, and not that they have no principle, which they do not. But I think they're looking for a, uh, a valuation to be pushed into their treasury, whether it's dollars or power or whatever the case may be, and they're enlightening the people that have been misguided to help them get to that destination. Very bad. And there's the word treason, in my judgment, in full force, in full definition, definition when you actually desert what you're supposed to stand for. And the Trojan horse idea, which I think everybody relates to, is to say one thing and obviously once in power do another. Very dangerous stuff. You know, I have to say that's a I don't know if you heard the interview with a David Richter. He's a uh, Republican running in New Jersey. Uh, talk about an uphill I did. climb. I did. Uh, and I got to give the man a lot of credit. That's a very bold state, uh, a bold uh, move to make in that state. Yeah. And you know what? It gives me hope. It gives me hope that people aren't backing down, that people are saying, look, everything's at stake. I'm going to make a stand. 
let me ask you this, Jim, and, and I remind the audience of it every, every time we're on uh, Almost, and that is, out of all the people that I associated with back in 2016, you were the first and the, the most adamant that Donald Trump was going to win re-election. I remember telling you, I, I just don't see that. Like, I, I don't see it in the press. I don't see it in the tea leaves. I don't think it's going to happen. You were adamant early on, emphatic, that Trump was going to be the next president. So given that, I'm going to come back to you, you know, probably every week and ask you the same question. As you look at the tea leaves today, uh, Jim, what are you seeing? What are your thoughts? What do you think is going to happen in November? I'm going to give you the answer to that question after I qualify a few things. Number one, just in general, when you're playing football or when you're playing politics, you don't want to be too confident in the win where it becomes more elusive. So you don't want to tell your team how they're going to beat the hell out of the other team. <laughs> uh, you know as a coach what you can do, and you know what they can do. But if you give their heads a little two extra sizes, they won't fit into the helmet and you'll lose the game. So that's one tidbit. The other tidbit, which is very, very important, and hopefully your audience takes to heart and we can get across as many states with this information as possible, is that everything you talked about, the fear factor that they're creating out there for uh, this COVID, which I believe will go away on November 5th. Everything will disappear on November 5th. That's a, that's a prediction I'll make. Is being generated primarily to keep you out of a voting booth. This is the uh, MO of the other side. If they can scare you, your wife, your children, your cousins, not to go vote, the outcome I'm going to give you at the end of this conversation is going to be a moot point. They are trying to get you to go on a mail-in valid, valid basis because the red Chinese have already, and you've heard me say this before, printed the, the ballots. All they got to do is put in the VP name under the uh, fella who is our Trojan horse, and then they're going to flood that marketplace so that the day after the election, the turmoil with finding buckets of uh, votes, mail-in votes in here in somebody's trunk in the back end of the school, the back end of the voting booth, is going to be enough to put the election in question. So you do not want to mail in your vote. Mm -hmm. You have to go in person no matter who's standing in front of the, the polls. You, you have a right to be there. You crash to whoever is your opposition. You go there and you pull the lever. Uh, with that all said, my prediction is if we all vote and do it correctly, it'll be the biggest landslide in American history for Donald Trump. Jim, like I said, you got it right in 2016. We are going to uh, go back to you every week, and we'll get those updates. Literally, in about 50 days, this may seem hard to believe. The election, I think, is, what, 106 days away. Early voting is in about 50 days. That's incredible. Jim, thank you for your time. Thank you, Joe. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show here on KTalk 1640 AM. Remember, uh, a lot going on in the world, but only three things you really need to do. One, take the time to get right with God. That's a different path for each one of us, and it's, it's rarely unidirectional, uni, uh, right? We take a few steps forward. We take a step back. That's okay. Keep moving in the right direction. Be kind to other people. Absolutely essential. Buy an EMP blanket for your car. No, that's uh, stay tuned. Listen to Brian Hyde. He's up next right here on K Talk, 1640 AM.